Isaiah chapter 11. Um, I wanted to read the whole chapter, but we'll just read two verses and then um, we'll get into what I believe God wants us to, to look into this morning. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its root. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Let me read again. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Father, we pray that you speak to us through your word and you, you sharpen our thinking, you sharpen our minds, and you sharpen our spirits. Our prayer, Lord God, is that we, we, we really flow with what we are doing. We don't want, Lord God, to find ourselves in a space that is not in line with what we are doing in our, in our lives, in our city, in our church, in our family. And we pray, Father, that as your word is spoken, awaken something in us that will keep us in check with your purposes in our generation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And I've been struggling to, to, to put together the, the title of the message because I felt like there is a lot of emphasis that the Lord has been, has been trying to give. And this morning, Osam uh, Bongega I nearly gave her the message to say, just come and preach. She preached me five different uh, 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 topics for the message because I shared. This is what I'm trying to, but I don't have a, 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 a title. So out of, the, out, out of Bongega's preach uh, this morning, so we managed to find a topic. So she was busy preaching uh, to me and to us and Eloise uh, the same message. So it is building with the mind of Christ. Thank you, Bongega. <laughs> so I think next week we, we must release you from the worship team and give you the pulpit. <laughs> Building with the mind of Christ. And in the past two weeks, uh, Wayne has been taking us through a very powerful transition where we are aligning our spirits and our hearts with, with, with what God is doing, with the supernatural, being able to flow and tap into the highway of the Lord and being able to master things that God wants us to master, being able to be in a space and be the people that God is calling us to become. And, and, and the beauty of, 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 of this message or, or of, of the messages that we've been hearing is that it is not talking about my faith, my belief only, my relationship with God, but it talk, it's talking about how do we become the people that represent the kingdom and become people that attract people of the world into the brightness and the light of the Lord. So as we continue this morning, we're just going to look into few aspects of, of, of how then do we, do we embrace this truth and how do we flow in, in the supernatural wisdom, in the supernatural understanding. How do we align ourselves and navigate through the purposes of the Lord to make sure that whatever that we do, 
we, we present our lives and our purposes at the end of our lives and say, Lord, this is what you gave me and this is what I present before you. And, 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 and we'll come to a stage when, when we close our chapter, the Lord will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. So, in Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, Paul is, is, is talking about, about the humility of Christ, about the personality of Christ, how he humbled himself, how he did not see it uh, to, be, to be competition, to be equated to God, even though he was God, but he served, he was, he was gentle, he was humble. And then he, he then speaks to the people, he says to them, let the mind that was in Christ be in you. May that mind that was in Christ dwell in you, may it find root in you, may it be established in your lives, may, may it unfold in you. May that mind that Christ had, may that character that Christ demonstrated, may that lifestyle that Christ demonstrated be manifest in your lives. In other words, we are saying, may you be in a space where you resemble Christ in your conduct, in your behavior, in how you deal with your, your visions, your dreams, and how you deal with issues of relationships. May Christ manifest through your lifestyle. May Christ's attitude be seen in you. So may that mind that was in Christ be in you. And he's saying, let it be in you. So what is this mind? So if you read uh, Isaiah, he's talking about uh, what, what is about to come. It was a prophecy and a declaration uh, of, of what was going to happen in the future. It was declaring about the arrival of Christ, that the Spirit of the Lord will be upon him. It was saying, uh, and, 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 and the Spirit of wisdom and understanding will be upon him. Uh, it is the Spirit of counsel and might. It is the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And I just want to dwell more in this. If you read this whole chapter of Isaiah chapter 11, you discover that the issues of justice are covered here. The issues of righteousness are covered here. The issues of equity are covered here. So all other issues that concern us daily with our daily lives are covered when we understand and embrace the mind of Christ, which is the, the, the spirit of the Lord, which is covered with wisdom, with knowledge, with understanding, and all these other elements that brings up this strong character that is able to conquer the world. Because at the end of it all, we must be able to say we have conquered the world. Because the Bible says everything that is born of God conquers the world. Sometimes we feel defeated, we go around and, and behave like helpless people because we, we forget that we are such a powerful people, we are such a powerful breed that God has created and bought with a price so that we are influential and we are impactful. So there are just a few key things. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord speaks of the supernatural power, the source that God gives us uh, within our hearts. So in other words, uh, as, the, as the early church received the impartation of the Holy Spirit uh, during, during the day of Pentecost, as we receive it as believers, whenever we accept the Lord and we get the baptism into the Holy Spirit, we get that supernatural empowerment where we are able to understand the heart of God, where we are able to feel the heartbeat of the Lord, where we are able to, to, to connect with the heaven. Even when we pray, where we are able to, to cry out and say, Abba, Father, because there is something that is within us that connects with what is in heaven. 
So that is why even when we pray, we are able to pray as per the directives of Christ. That let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven because something in us is connected to something that is in heaven. That is why even, even as we are sitting here, uh, whenever we do our lives, you know when you are about to do something that is not in line with heaven, the spirit of the Lord that is our empowerment awakens us. He brings conviction from within us. You, 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 you judge yourself before people tell you this is wrong. That is why even people who don't believe, uh, they are very, they are very quick to say, don't judge me. Normally when people say don't judge me, you must know it's the judgment that is awakened from within. It's the conviction that is from within. And I, I, I love this. People say it's a controversial statement, but it's not. The Bible doesn't disagree with us judging. It, it actually encourages us to judge. It just gives a condition. It encourages us to judge. It just says, if you, when you judge. It doesn't say if you judge. It says when you judge. So, which, which is something that happens. The fact that we, we can say there is something right and wrong, it's, it's ability to judge. So it says, when you judge, the same measure you use in judging must be the same measure you are willing to receive when it comes to you. So there is nothing wrong with judging. The problem comes when we become hypocrites. Where we want to give correction, but we are not in a space of receiving correction. Where we want to highlight wrongs and errors, but we are not in a space of receiving wrongs and errors when they are pointed towards our direction. So the Holy Spirit empowers us to be able to discern what is the will of the Father. So for our own selves, for our own lives, we are able to know how do I behave in this context? How do I deal with this issue? How do I relate with people around this issue? So it is the empowerment of the Lord. It, it brings conviction, it brings enlightenment. But beyond that, we look into the wisdom of the Lord, which, which, which is the supernatural thoughts of God themselves. So where we are now able to have ideas that come from the Lord, Sometimes we underestimate the ideas that we have. We underestimate the visions, the dreams that we have. But the truth is, every dream, every idea, every concept that we, we have in our lives is actually imparted through by the Lord. Our business ideas, our career directions should be influenced by the wisdom and the thoughts of the Lord. So the minute we walk in that platform, we are not scared to make decisions. We are not scared even to make, to, to move into the most awkward spaces because if the Lord had said it, if the Lord has given me a vision and a picture of it, He will be able to give it to full completion. Sometimes we worry about details. And I've discovered that God doesn't give you every detail. If you want to know that, ask me. <laughs> I have, I have, I have knocked on many doors personally. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've hit, I've hit my head on many walls because I've been trying to, to find the detail. But God is very faithful. He gives you the end picture. This is what I want. This is where we are going. He doesn't tell you what you are going to encounter on the way because He wants us to rely on His wisdom. Just imagine if, 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 if God told Moses, why are they not taking the shorter route to the promised land? Do you think Moses was going to follow the route of the Lord? He was not going to go there. The reason he went the route that God was showing him, it is because he, he didn't know the details of the journey, but he knew the end result. When God says to us, we are not the tail, we are the head, that's the perfect picture. 
But the path to becoming the head is going through a lot of trials. That is why in, in this journey, as we, as we change the world, as we transform the world, as we impact our environment and our surroundings, we must be very careful to know that it is not going to be a smooth ride. Sometimes we quit our ideas that are given by God because we, 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 are, we are so obsessed with the big picture, which is good, but we are, we are not aware that the journey does not belong to us. It belongs to the Lord. We see the big picture and we want to create our own way to the picture. So it, th- th- that's a mistake that people normally do. You remember Abraham and Sarai. They made the same mistake. They had the promise of the Lord that you are going to be the father of many nations. You are going to have a son. And out of him, the nations of the world will be blessed. So they could see that the promises of the Lord are not coming to pass. They thought, no, maybe God meant we need to master and create a plan to assist his plan. And, and, and they really had a meeting, a formal meeting. They agreed. No, that maybe the Lord meant... I'm not sure. Am I the only one who has done things where you interpret your own ways and you say, no, maybe the Lord meant this way. And then after you have done it, you discover, no, man, this is not it. <laughs> so they ended up having Ishmael, whom the Bible calls him a wild donkey, <laughs> who is not the child of the promise. But now who, who is Ishmael? He is the son of Abraham, but he's not the son of the promise. So in other words, we sometimes produce things that, that have our name attached to them, but they are not in line with the plan of the Lord. We, 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 we go, even though the promises of the Lord, we reach them, but we are going now with this other question mark, with this reminder that in the journey, we tried our own efforts. In the process, we wanted to make our own contributions to the plan of the Lord. How many shortcuts have we taken? I remember, uh, was it last year or two years back, uh, when we, uh, I think it was two years back, when we had our, our leaders' uh, retreat at Vulega. And so the men went out uh, to, the, to the bush, and then we went out. Uh, uh, I, I can't remember who, but somebody misled us. I won't say somebody lied. Uh, we don't say, but somebody misled us and said there was a treasure somewhere. What, what, what? We went to look for this thing. So when we got down there, and then we wanted a short route going back. So myself and Mark Bashe, being spontaneous and creative, we thought, no, we'll find the route. <laughs> and then we, 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 we disconnected from the big group. We took our own shortcut. I'm not sure who followed us. I suspect Lope, but I'm not sure. <laughs> But, but somebody followed us because Mark and myself, yeah, we, we, we do present ourselves as, as, as great leaders. It's very hard not to follow. <laughs> so while we're on the way, we discovered no. We, we could hear the other guys, but we could not find the, the way. It was thorns everywhere. When we came out from there, we were all bruised and we were all scared. The other guys were still smooth. <laughs> so sometimes, even when we want to be more creative, we end up hurting ourselves in the process. Because the wisdom of the Lord sometimes will come in a form of following others. Sometimes we think the wisdom of the Lord will come in this new thing that has never been seen before. The wisdom of the Lord may be to say you sit down with somebody who has walked that journey before. 
and you ask questions. How did you navigate through this process? What are the mistakes that we have made? How can I not make them? We wanted to create our own unique history, which is good. And we did make history. We, we have, we've, we've got scars to prove it. <laughs> but that's not the plan of the Lord. That's not the desire of the Lord. Sometimes the wisdom of the Lord it will come to us in a way that we don't expect. I remember when, 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 when David was crowned as king, it was after he was ordained, years before. After he was ordained, he went back to his ordinary uh, duties, he went back to his ship, he went back to become an ordinary boy, he played uh, the harp as usual, but there was something different about him, but he was still inexperienced. He still didn't know how to navigate the purposes of the Lord. When the time was right, in his mind, even though he had the picture, it did not make sense. He started running away from the purposes of the Lord, not knowing that the wisdom of the Lord will direct him to the very same purpose that he's running from. You remember when he, when he, went, and he went to the cave in Adulam to hide there? He was, he, was, he, was, he was frustrated, he was, he, was, he was depressed, he wanted to run away because he thought he was going to lose his life. And the dream that God has planted in his heart. While he was hiding there, other desperate people, bankrupt people, miserable people came to add on his misery. Have you noticed that most of the time, when the Spirit of the Lord is upon you, and you are busy pursuing the vision that God has given you. You don't attract people that have succeeded. You attract people that are coming to you to ask for help when you feel helpless yourself. I'm not sure. Students may, may attest to this. While you are struggling with your own assignments and projects, somebody will just come and say, yeah, 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 please help me with this section. And you can say, okay, I think I do have answers with this section, but I need more help in this section. So, David received people who were helpless but God was actually saying this is the time for you to explore and pursue my wisdom so in other words it's the thoughts of the Lord that comes to us in the space and in the time where we feel vulnerable where we feel helpless and God brings those perfect thoughts in us and then these thoughts are coupled with understanding so when we encounter them they come with understanding and the spirit, the spirit of understanding it is that God personal illumination of the thoughts that we already have. So, he gives us his thoughts, which gives us a vision and ideas, but also the understanding is is, is the ability where the thoughts are there, they are established, but now we, we, we are able to interpret them. There is nothing as painful as, as somebody who has a big dream, a big vision, but they can't understand how it fits in in the whole picture. They can't understand why did God choose them in this process. They don't even know why it's important to steward this journey. Have you ever uh, seen a child on the streets giving 100 rands and they don't know the value of 100 rands, they think it's one rand. And they are going around showing everyone. And you find they are doing this in Guamash. L section. So for those who are Tepanites, they will know Kwamashu L section. It's 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 a miracle to to have been born in Kwamashu L section and still be fine and love God because it's the roughest 
or fromage or Lamonville, yeah. <laughs> so, a child going around with 100 friends, I can assure you that child will come back if you send that child to the shop, they will come back with a story to tell without the bread that you send them to buy. Sometimes that's what we do when we lack understanding. So God will give us wisdom. He will, he will express these thoughts. We will have these great ideas, these great visions. But if we don't understand the importance, if we don't understand what is at stake, we'll mess them up. We'll, we'll be like that scripture when Jesus says, you can't take the pearls and give them to the pigs. It will be like people who are squandering the great things because we are not pursuing understanding. So vision and, and dreams are not sufficient. We need to go further to pursue what does it mean? Why did God give me such a vision in such an age? Why did God put it in my heart to, to pursue this particular thing in this space? Why did God place me in this environment in such a season? And then the counsel of the Lord, the spirit of counsel, it talks about the instructions for, for, for godly choices. And I think this is the area where I always say, I don't know why did God bring these aspects of instructions from him. Hey, they are difficult. When, when you, you think uh, the route to Peter Maritzburg goes through the entry, and God says, no, go through uh, Umbumbulu. Like, you know, come on. But that's a very longer route. Sometimes when, when, when God is telling you, uh, business people, when, when you are seeing a, a beautiful deal, a great deal, and you're about to sign it, and God is saying, not this time around. And you look at your bank balance, you can see, come on, this is a breakthrough. Have you ever, have you ever prayed a prayer where we are not sure that we are binding the devil, we are binding God? <laughs> because the instruction seems to be very counter-progress. You are seeing a door opening, what a breakthrough, and you, you see God say, no, let it pass. And something in you is so hungry for this breakthrough, you've been praying for years. You're like, come on. And I haven't had a prophetic word that this year, next year, this time, <laughs> you will be there. And wow, this is it. You know what the devil does? The devil always brings a counterfeit before the, re- the real thing. And God normally brings instructions. In the midst of progress. Let's pick up Abraham again. God is saying to him, take your son Isaac, your only son. Take him to the mountain and you are going to sacrifice him to me. Bring him as a sacrifice to me. He takes him, he brings the fire, he goes up. Just imagine if Abraham ignored the voice of the Lord when God said, do not touch the lead. Look around. If Abraham said, no, this is the devil. God said, this son must die. Where does this ram come from? God said, I must kill this boy. I am not touching it. Sometimes that's what we do against the counsel of the Lord. And we come back and cry later as if God did not warn us. Some people enter relationships when God has told them, don't do it. Say, but, 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 but there is a good feeling. No, no, no. The good feeling is there. But God says, no. Even when there is a good feeling. Huh? You don't understand? No, I, 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 I don't understand. It's true. 
But God says no. No. But, but I've been praying for this job. This job is my breakthrough. God said no. So, so Abraham was able to hear the counsel of the Lord, even though he thought he understood the whole process. Um, there, was, there was a time in our lives with my wife where we thought we had God clearly. And yes, we did. We said, go and plant a church. <laughs> we went, we planted a church. And we felt like God was saying, eh, move, 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 move towards Umlazi. We moved towards Umlazi. And we, we could see a vibe happening. And we had God in the process say, stop. Stop it. Stop what we are building. And we, 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 we said, ah, I know, that's the devil. That's discouragement. We will continue. <laughs> I, we, we tried to push for a few months. And we could feel, okay, now, this thing is getting into our nerves. We started getting prophetic words. People started seeing visions. People were actually saying the same thing. God is saying you're in the wrong place. <laughs> and, and, and the craziest of things was that God said to us, build multicultural. So how do you build multicultural in Umlaz? Because in Umlaz it's very monocultural. Hey, razum, fuetu. There is no Masekan, WhatsApp, hey, China. There is no China there. Hey, hey, but for right, that's humilous. And God was saying, build multicultural. We, we, we didn't know what to say to our friends. We didn't know what to say to, to the people who had released us into ministry. I remember when we sat there explaining to them what we think God is saying to us. And I could see what they were like, mm, 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 mm. And I remember one guy said to us, uh, one pastor said to us, you know what's your problem? Your things will delay because you are so much of that says the Lord. Whatever God says, you jump. <laughs> and, and we're like, yeah, should we, should we not jump? So I, I am sharing this because I know it's painful sometimes to receive the counsel of the Lord. When you feel like you are in the peak of what you are doing and God is saying stop, it is painful. But we should be able to stop because it is part of what God wants us to, 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 to sharpen our lives so that we are able to go the, the, all the way to the destination. Sometimes we miss it because we say, but God said, yes, God said, and he keeps on speaking. He doesn't violate what he said before, but he, 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 he brings a clearer picture. He said to Moses, I am taking you to the promised land. Take these people to the promised land. He didn't say to him, take these people halfway. But Moses brought them halfway. He didn't, he didn't enter the promised land. But God said to him, take them where? So in other words, as much as we stick to what God said in the beginning, we must be open to hear what God is saying in the process. No, but God said, I'm going to be a, an academic. Yes, God said you are going to be an academic. Maybe he wanted you to be an academic that has a very strong ministry bone. A minister, an academic minister. You'll be an academic by day, a minister by night. Or an academic, uh, during session, during academic sessions and during intervals, you are a minister of the gospel. So be open to what God is saying and don't think about the now. Sometimes the tummy becomes a problem in the journey. And then the fourth one is the spirit of strength. 
And where now we are being able to carry out these thoughts, these dreams, these visions, and we, we are able to fight through. We press on. Being resilient, being able to say, I am not going backwards, no matter what happens. I am not going to quit here. I will fight. Where we fight for our health, when God has said we are healed by stripes, where we, it, no matter what our body is saying, we fight for it. If it means we, 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 we go to the doctors, we go to the doctors. If it means we go for a fast, we go for a fast. If it means we, lay, we get laid hands upon, we get laid hands upon. If it means we declare healing of our lives, we fight. Where we fight for our families. If it means we compromise certain things so that our families are strong, God gives us that ability to fight, that strength to push through. The ability not to quit, to be able to move through. It is the power that we find in the spirit of strength that comes from the Lord. Being able to fight for what you believe in. Being able to stand for what God has said in your life, even if it makes you different from others. Yeah, being, being the odd one is also okay. I, I remember when God started impressing in my heart this thing about... A racial integration. It felt awkward. My wife always panicked every time I would, I would open a word around issues of black and white. And, and right, right in my heart, there was so much fire. I felt like God was saying, every time I want to be silent, it was like, speak. <laughs> speak. And, and at times, I would offend people. I know now, I can, I can make jokes about it and laugh about it, but, when, when, when the Lord started planting it in my heart, I didn't even understand how to navigate through it. But it was through His strength that I have, I have now even found a better way of addressing it. I remember at first when it was still hot, I, I was very, I was very careless with words. I was not even sure how people received it. Just say, no, 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 stop being a racist. <laughs> Without even saying, what does it mean to be a racist? What does it mean? So, so God's strength empowers us to not only to push through, but also to, to, to allow the corrections, to allow the growth and maturity to emerge from within our hearts and within our lives. And then the spirit of knowledge. And, and then the fear of the Lord. The spirit of knowledge, it talks about being skilled in knowing how to tackle these things. Being skilled in being able how to navigate through these things. So I've got just few other scriptures uh, that are just complementing these things. And the fear of the Lord is what sustains us. Solomon put it very well. He says, it is the beginning of all wisdom. And if you read the book of Acts, the Bible says the church was united. They, they devoted themselves into the apostles' teaching. They shed bread. They, 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 they kept on to, to the devotions. But more than anything, they sustained themselves in the fear of the Lord. The problem with our modern day Christianity is that we don't talk so much about the fear of the Lord. We talk more about the grace of the Lord as if the fear of the Lord and grace of the Lord does not work together. We, we, we relegate this part of honoring and fearing God to the part of freedom which becomes irresponsible when the fear of the Lord is not in the picture. We are free within the confines of the, of the scriptures and the confines of, of the principles of the, of the word of the Lord. Our freedom must be within 
the principles of the word. Amen. And that is why Uteshalem chapter 4, verse 5 and 6 says, See, I, I, have taught you, I have taught you statutes and rules, and as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should do them in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. He says, keep them and do them, for that will be your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples. Who, when they hear all these statutes, will say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. So what makes people say there is something unique about us, that we are wise and we are great? It is when we are able to receive the commands of the Lord. We embrace them. We seek understanding of them. And we implement them. <laughs> so it is not so much about the good works. Just imagine if, if, if our, we will measure ourselves by the good works. I don't think we will make it. The gift of the givers will lead us. Because those guys are doing a great job. Do you know they are doing a great job? But are you aware that uh, they don't confess the same God that you confess? So if it's all about works, that they will be number one. Ish. They will be number one. So sometimes we need to stop measuring ourselves with output. Sometimes we think our impact is more on what we have done. No, our impact is more on the values that informs what we are doing. Why are we feeding the poor? It is not what we are doing. It is not that we are feeding the poor. It is why that matters. Why are we in business? Why are we in the academic spaces? Why are we getting married? Why are we raising children? We are not raising children so that we will be, we'll be uh, paraded everywhere and say, wow, comrade Mfundisi, you have raised good kids, Babudlamini, uh, wow. No, no, no. There is a purpose attached to that. We are, we, are, we are preserving the nation. We are preserving the next generation. There is something that God wants to plant through our behavior. Why did you get the appointment in that office when there were other people who competed for the same opportunity? Why you? So that is why it is important. So it says, we are, we are all, we all have a land that we have been given. You can tell your neighbor, neighbor, you have your own promised land. <laughs> so each one of us, there is a land that we are to possess. I am not talking about my favorite land. <laughs> we are also going to possess that one. <laughs> but I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. No, we must keep reminding ourselves about the land. God has called us to possess even the, yeah, the physical land. We must possess it. In all areas, in all aspects. But there is a promised land for you. There is a promised territory for you. Amen. I think, I mean, you must release me, guys, to start a revolution. A land possession revolution. I don't mind being present, president of the land uh, possession revolution. So you'll be my advisor. But. Yeah. And Andy Carroll uh, will be my manager. <laughs> so so we, we move from there. From that embracing that truth and understanding that because we all have a promised land. 
I don't know what is it that God has promised you to inherit. Sometimes it is easy for us to pursue what other people are pursuing without pursuing what God has said to us. The wisdom of the Lord will empower us to pursue what God has said. Are you aware that it's not every... It's not everyone who entered the promised land who possessed their portion in the same time. If you read the book of Joshua from, 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 from the 12th chapter onwards, you see people like Caleb, 40 years after, are now saying, look, I am now ready to possess my portion. I am very old, but I am willing to go up to that mountain and start possessing the land. So even the pace is not the same. Stop competing. Stop comparing yourself with other people. Your journeys are not the same. Your promised lands are not the same. Uh, there is this guy uh, from Swaziland. I love Swati people. Uh, he leads this group called Nandwini Christ Ambassadors. He once said a preach in, in one of their recordings. He was saying, he was motivating. I'm not sure whether it was a preach or a motivation. He was saying, stop complaining. In the restaurant, when you see your order is not coming, other people, they've just ordered bacon and egg, when you have ordered a well-done steak. <laughs> so making these two things does not take the same time. And I want to say to us, our journeys are not the same. Our promised lands are not the same. Our, 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 our significant platforms in society are not the same. If we all want to tweet about what we are doing, we are going to miss the point. Some of us can tweet. Some of us shouldn't even tweet. If you think your, your journey depends on Instagram posts, you are missing the point. There are some people who need Instagram for their journey. There are some people who will be killed by Instagram. So discover your promised land. So that you may be able to navigate what God wants. You have people like Abo Luke's who are into this creative space. Those are the people who can share about what God is doing on Instagram. But, but if God has called you into praying for the nation and to breaking down walls, there is no time of going and posting on Twitter as we, as we pray. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 when people are slain in the spirit and then you say, hashtag situation right now. No. <laughs> so in other words, the, the, the world system is saying, everyone, you must market yourself, brand yourself, be popular. It is not everyone who needs a marketing strategy. It is not everyone who needs to brand themselves. No matter how significant what you are doing, some of the things that you are doing must remain underground. Some of us must remain minors. Some of us are the ones who are supposed to be digging the gold. We can't all be American Swiss. Some of us must be, must be Marikana, must be Shanduka. We must be busy. We must be Anglo, what, what? Busy digging that platinum and that gold and whatever. While others are polishing it. While others are exhibiting it. So our journeys are not the same. Even as we build in the church and in the city, we must make sure that we don't fall into the trap 
of rushing for the same platform, of rushing for the spotlights, of rushing for recognition. Sometimes you may not be recognized for what you are doing, but the impact is on the value of why you are doing it. It is okay not to be applauded. Amen. We all like the applause. It's just that it makes us awkward. Have you noticed after people have applauded for you, you are wondering, are they applauding because they feel pity for me or is it really I did something right? (laughs) So if you don't get an applause, you are more safe because you find more space to remain humble and to really look into what God is doing. Because some people are living for an applause. That is one of the things that breaks my heart. With, 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 our, with, our, with, our, with our gospel industry, the gospel music industry. We have, we have talented people, skilled people who are gifted, but who are missing the point. They are more for the sales than for the applause. There, there is no prophetic direction. There is no impartation. There is no awakening of the Spirit of the Lord in some of them. It's, it's more about... It's more about awards. Uh, uh, how, how, how many have we sold? So... That is why we need to occupy these spaces and understand the value. That is why on, 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 on Friday, I, I, I was, not that these guys come from every nation, but I was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was encouraged to say, these guys, they were transported to come and lead a night of worship, and they were not part of the journey that Deppen was in. But they were able to hear what God was saying, craft a he received a prophetic word, crafted a song, and rendered it, and the atmosphere just shifted. That's what happens when people are playing within their space. Stay in your calling. Pursue it. Stay in your lane. I want to draw towards the close. Psalms 19 verse 9 says, The fear of the Lord is pure. And enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm. And all of them are righteous. So in other words. The fear of the Lord. It is not something that makes us timid. But it empowers us. To be bold and to be courageous. Because we know. Whatever he says. It will go through. Whatever he doesn't want. Will fall away. I rather be in a space where I know what I'm doing, whether it is low or boring or not seem to be exciting, but I am going to go through with it because the one who has promised is faithful to fulfill his word to the end. Sometimes we get into the problem where we share too much and not understanding that There is nothing wrong with sharing, but the sharing too much will usher us into the real journey. You remember the story of Joseph and his brothers. He he saw the visions. It was not his fault. He saw dreams. It was not his fault. He shared what he saw, but it was upon them to interpret. Sometimes, Bazalwan, it's just a caution. While it's very good to share what we hear, make sure you are sharing it in the right place. You can't share things that God is about to do in your life amongst people who don't understand God. Sometimes they will, they will, they will throttle you. 
in the language of politics, they will, they will make sure they suffocate you. You can't breathe if you share, if you overshare. I have suffered from oversharing in the past. <laughs> Where you overshare and you wake up, you see, boom, somebody's already implementing what you overshared. Fortunately, and God being gracious, they always fail. And it becomes a platform uh, for the sharer to come and, 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 and clean the mess. But it's not always the idle thing. Sometimes we will lose our head because we arrogantly miss our time and our platform. You remember the story of John the Baptist and Jesus and how John lost his head. I believe, it may be theologically wrong, but I believe that one of the reasons that John lost his head, he thought Jesus came also to make sure that he he rescues him all the time. When he was captured, he sent a message to say, hey, I proclaimed your arrival. And right now, I am in trouble and I need your rescue. And Jesus says, hey, by the way, the sick are getting healed. The blind are finding sight. People are getting delivered. On the other hand, the, the daughter of, 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 the, of the king Herod on the other side was asking for his head. said, what I need for my birthday, please, I need the head of this man to be, to be paraded uh, in my birthday party. So sometimes we must make sure that we know who we are attached to and what are the seasons. Because if you don't know that, this is not a season for asking for rescue. It is a season of, 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 of handing over the patent. And say, okay, my time is up, my time is up, then you exit. Sometimes we mustn't even, even in our, in our, in our, in our, in our business contracts, in our employment, sometimes we shouldn't wait for tough times to come. We must be able to sense it's time for me to say bye-bye. And say bye-bye while it's still good. <laughs> Before you say bye-bye being bitter. Um, Second Chronicles chapter 19. He told them, consider carefully what you do. Because you are not judging for mere mortals, but for the Lord. Who is with you whenever... You give a verdict. He gave them these orders. You must serve faithfully and wholeheartedly in the fear of the Lord. The point I want to close with is that whatever that God has given us to do in this season, and whatever that God is going to give us to do in this season, may we be people who are going to make sure that we understand that we are doing it in a proxy Status. We are representing the Lord. It is not about us. It is not about me. It is not about you. Can you tell your neighbor this bad news? Neighbor? Your marriage is not about you. Your, your career is not about you. Your kids are not about you. Your dreams are not about you. By the way, even yourself, you are not about you. 
I pray that we understand this part. It is so not about us. It is so not about us. Sometimes because we are, we are carnal people, our, our sinful nature likes to get all the credits. It is so not about us. It is more about Him and His purposes. If, if I am given a space to speak in the political arena, it's not about me. To be a smart guy who comes with solutions, it is about Him. Am I representing Him? If God gives me a platform to be in a business space, it is not about how much profit I've made. It is about as I make so much profit, is He glorified? Are people able to see how a kingdom business is operated? It's not about my academic excellence. As I excel academically, we are people of excellence. Yeah, we excel. Amen. It is part of being a Christian to excel. Students, do we have students? Can you say to yourself, I excel. It is in my nature to excel. Amen. So we excel. And that is why we, 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 even how we give, we give because we understand it's not about us. We don't give based on, on, on lack and need. We give based on our understanding of the plans of the Lord. How we relate with people, how we service relationships. There are relationships that need to be closed, Bazalwan. We shut down relationships. Uguti, Uguti, how we grew up together, we were friends. No, no. If this relationship does not add value to the purposes of the Lord, and it's not taking us to the direction we are going to, no matter how much history we share, this one, we close the door. Uh, my high school friend, my primary school friend, uh, who ushered me to the Lord, thank you for being used by the Lord, but it ends here. Amen. There, there are some toxic relationships that are draining your business, that are draining your marriage, that are draining your studies, that are draining your faith. Shut them out. Amen. The Bible says we, 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 we must make sure that we are not unequally yoked. Make sure that you are not joining with the people who are going the other direction. Just imagine uh, if you take cattle to plow and then you put a yoke and the other one decides to go the other direction. You won't do anything. There will be disaster. Our values are a symbol of our understanding of what God is doing in our lives. And they are the ones that will sustain us in the whole journey. It sustained U Joseph through the painful stage until he became the governor, the prime minister. It sustained Daniel. It sustained a number of figures in the world. It sustained people who entered in office premature. Others who entered in office uh, through the permissive will of the Lord. But as they pursued the understanding of the Lord, God granted them that. I don't want us to be like King Saul. King Saul missed an opportunity. When God, when he was the first king in Israel. But instead of focusing on what God has, had called him to do, he ended up competing with other people. You may be the first one in your family to, to know the truth and to be in a better space. Don't compete with those who are coming after you. You may be the first one in the industry that you are in to discover what you have discovered. Don't compete with those who are coming after you. But become a Christ-like person. 
steward people to the Lord. Do it as the Lord does it. Let the mind that was in Christ be in you. When the Bible says to us as husbands, we must love our wives as Christ loves the church. Hey, it's scary. Because how Christ loves us is very ridiculous. let's, Let's tell the truth. Really, really. Christ loving this guy. Stubborn. Okay, no. I was stubborn. I'm not stubborn. I nearly said wrong things. I was stubborn. Huh? People like myself and you. I know some, I know some of you are, are in a much better worst case than me. If there is something like that. But Christ is patient with us. People always say, Lord, I'm sorry now and again. We say, no, I didn't mean it, Lord. Lord, Lord, please, please give me another chance. So, in other words, when, when, when God is saying to us husbands, love your wives, as Christ loves the church, it's a very high calling. It is a very high calling. Ladies, who are still, when guys come and say, I want to make you a wife, ask him, are you able to love me as Christ loves the church? <laughs> Would you still love me when I denounce you? Will you still love me when I, when I decide to go the other way? In other words, God is actually saying, when we build families, we must understand how Christ is building the church. Sometimes we forget to pray. Sometimes we forget to say, thank you, Lord. But I'm not there. It's not a marriage seminar, but. So, so that is the wisdom of the Lord. Understanding what it means. And pursuing it. If every married person will pursue stewarding their families as Christ loves the church, I don't think we'll see more divorces. I don't think we'll see people who are bitter. Because everyone will be generous, will be loving, will be gracious, they will be forgiving. Uh, Patrick Kuana said something that struck me. He said, the problem is not that we, we don't believe, we don't love our neighbors. The problem is that we don't love ourselves. Because if you love yourself, you'll forgive yourself. If you love yourself, you'll be patient with yourself. The fact that we are, un- we are not able to be patient with our neighbors, with other people, it's because it's the same thing we have towards us. Whenever we make mistakes, we want to kill ourselves. We want to uh, relegate ourselves from the journey. But when we understand that Christ loves us, when we understand that we are bought by a price, we will not put anything upon us, but we will allow God to keep on cleansing us and shape us as we become great people for our nation, for our families, and, and as we transform society using and walking in the mind of Christ. Let's rise as we close. And I just want us to to really open our hearts to the counsel of the Lord, to the wisdom of the Lord, to the understanding of the Lord, and, and, and see what God wants of us and pursue it. I, I strongly believe in my heart that this is the time and the season where God is going to accelerate things. We are in a season where certain things are just going to happen without us expecting them to happen. We need to be people who are going to walk in the mind of Christ. So when we pursue God's plan, when we pursue what God is saying, we must navigate through those other four, five elements that I, I spoke about. Just keep on looking into them. Am I hearing what God is saying? Am I hearing the corrections? 
Am I, am, I, am I understanding what it means to be this person? Do I know the prize? Do I know what is at stake? Do you know what he, if, if, if one of us decides to walk away from the faith, there is so much at stake than when we came into the faith. So no matter how painful and no matter how hard things are, keep the faith. No matter how things are not working in the space that God has placed you in, remain there, faithful. Even if people think you must quit and call it quit, as long as God says stay there, stay there. Be on the side of the Lord, not on the side that is cheering. Sometimes the side of the Lord will, will bring you quietness and stillness. There will be nothing happening. It will just be peace. Sometimes peace is not a nice place to be. Some of us, we like noise. That is why we, 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 we enjoy being around townships where it's noisy. Pop, 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 everything around. But there are times where we need to, to be in an umshanga route, in an umshanga atmosphere, in a palito, in hillcrest space, where it's just quietness, where you only hear the birds singing. In your own career, in your own life, you need both of these worlds. You can't live in one. Because God will work and use whatever atmosphere to sharpen you and make you a better person. I just want us to pray as we commit ourselves to pursuing the mind of Christ. I may have not been able to, to, to speak it in, in a way that will make more sense, but whatever that you have captured today, please capture this one. Pursue the mind of Christ over your life. Pursue the mind of Christ over your environment, over your calling, over your career, over your family, over your vision and your dreams. And let Christ be the one who governs you. I want us to open our mouths and just speak to the Lord and just tell Him what is in our hearts. And respond to this word the way we feel in our hearts. Lord, we just want to come to you, Lord. And Lord, we just want to thank you that you are a faithful Father who hears us, who speaks to us who directs us, Lord God, to become people of your, of your pasture, people of your calling, people, Lord God, of your plan and your purpose. And Lord, we pray that even as we pursue your mind and your heart, that our lives, Lord God, will, will constantly be aligned to what you are doing. We don't want to miss what you are doing in our space. We don't want to miss what you are doing in our hearts. But Father, we want to be people who live a life that reflects you. Each day of our lives, we want to see the results and the fruit of your faithfulness because you are faithful. You are faithful to the end. You are faithful to the end. You don't leave us stranded. You don't leave us, Lord God, without any direction. But Father, you remain a God who, who, who sees us through, Lord God. And we pray that may your kingdom be established in our hearts. May your kingdom be established in our workplaces. May your kingdom be established in our plans, in our visions, in our dreams. May your kingdom be established in our relationships. May your kingdom be established in how we do life. And Lord, we pray. And Father, we just want to pray against every form of discouragement that people may be experiencing right now. And we pray for, for your strength to those who are feeling weak, who are saying, look, I've been trying. I don't want to continue trying anymore. I pray, Father, for your strength. I pray for your refreshing upon them. As long as they are still within your will, Father, refresh them. Give them more courage. Give them more wisdom. Give them, give them more passion and more zeal, Lord. And Lord, I pray even for people, Lord God, who are not even sure how, how to respond to the challenges that keeps on frustrating them on the journey. We pray 
that may they encounter your wisdom. That your wisdom will speak more volume. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And Lord, we just want to give you praise. In Jesus' name. If you are here this morning, and you are not sure about your relationship with God, you are not sure if Jesus has cleansed you, or if God is your Father, and there is a journey that you are walking with Him. Maybe you are doing life according to how you were raised and how you were taught, but you don't have a specific conviction in your heart that, look, God is my Father. He is the one who directs my path. He is the one who directs my vision and my dreams. And you are not sure where to run whenever your visions and your dreams are challenged. I want to give you an opportunity this morning to bring your life before Christ and let Him be your Lord and be your King. If you are that person, please just raise your hand wherever you are. We will just pray with you. Just want to pray with you. We want to give you an opportunity to encounter this loving God. A God of wisdom. A God of knowledge. A God of understanding. A God of strength. A God of action. A God of speed. The one who elevates and accelerates us when we feel delayed. If you are that person, please raise your hand. We would like to pray with you. Lord, we thank you. We pray, Father, that continue working in our hearts and in our, in our lives. And we pray that your word will continue to sharpen us as we implement it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.